From the Bay Area, podcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Blacklist Co. Radio Show. Promoting financial literacy for those who want to take control of their finances. Practical information. Stay woke. And now, your host, Pedro Frias. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blacklist Show. Welcome to Pedro and Frias Podcast. And thank you for joining us today. It is Friday. Uh, it is February 19th. And I'm really excited to get started talking about this topic today that a lot of you have been asking about. And it's an important framework, especially when you're trying to put together different deals and you're thinking about how to structure your game and your game plan and, and thinking about time horizon. And that's the main topic we're going to be talking about today. So, we're going to be talking about time horizon. Again, this is the second most important topic for you guys. You know, whenever you look in and you ask, hey, should I get into this or what stocks do you like or did I buy this at a good price, et cetera? This is a very important topic for you to understand because whenever you buy anything, you want to go in and have a strategy of when am I looking to get in and when I'm going to look to get out. So two steps of the process. First two is, hey, does this investment, does this stock, does this asset, is this something that fits my profile? Is this high risk? Is it low risk? Is it medium? And then secondly, is how long am I looking to hold this thing? Am I going to do a quick flip like the Reddit Wall Street dudes? I'm looking to get in, crash something, flip, make a six-month to eight-month deal. Or am I looking to buy this thing and hold on to it for years and years and years? I think it's a strong company. I think it's dope. I, I want to hold it for, you know, uh, retirement, et cetera. So it's important to understand the time horizon when you're looking to buy something. And that's going to be one of the most important key factors when thinking about whether you got a good deal or not is, you know, when you have 5, 10, 15 years, the price today you're betting that this, this company, the underlying investment is going to perform well over time. And it's not just something that's kind of, you know, you, you would think about it as like a fundamentally strong company, not something that's just hot, that's just a lot of hype behind the news, that there's really nothing behind it other than it's just a lot of hype in media and everybody's buying, everybody's talking about it, your boys are talking about it, your girls are talking about it, it's a text, it's everywhere, it's on social. And you got to really understand the game and actually two different types of investing is, you know, kind of momentum investing versus fundamental type of investing. And time horizon ties right into that because if I'm going to buy a stock, let's just say I want to get into like, you know, I want to buy Facebook, right? When I'm thinking about Facebook as a company, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like, where is the value now? Am I buying this to hold as a core piece of my portfolio or I'm trying to ride the news, ride the wave. Maybe I think they're going to go down the next quarter or so. Maybe they're going to go down the next six months or so. And that's a totally different type of game than, you know, buying a, a company that I think is going to grow substantially over five or six years or maybe 15 years with very good business models, et cetera. And, and there's a lot of room for growth. Maybe they're going to grow on their cloud. Maybe they're going to grow and do a new hot app and et cetera. So these are just different things that we got to think about when we're buying the things out. So step one is, hey, is, uh, what's my risk tolerance? Step B is, you know, how long I'm looking to hold on this thing. And if this thing doesn't fit within my risk profile, why am I buying it? Is it in my play account? If it's in my play account, it doesn't fucking matter or whatever. But at least start systemizing your approach and start understanding 
the rules of the game, how to play the game, Stock Market Survival Kit, my new book coming out. Sorry to do that. Again, the reason why I'm releasing these podcasts with the steps is you do want to have some kind of framework as you're getting into things and you're not just buying things off of hype, off of media, and then you end up losing money or you end up, you know, making a mistake and sometimes, you know, making a make, end up making a huge tax mistake, etc. So these are important factors and considerations to think about when you're, you're putting your strategy together. And again, it comes back to like the financial literacy component where, you know, the most people in the United States don't have any money. I think it's like 75% don't have $400 in the bank. Most people are living check to check. Most people aren't proactive about investing. And this is why we have, you know, the big wealth gap that we do have outside of other factors, systematic things is there's a huge financial literacy problem and understanding how the United States system works. And the way this system works here, especially when you're competing with what we would call like sophisticated investors, you, you know, people who've had money over time, they know that cash is trash for them and you should have them, you should always be working towards investing and putting your, putting your money to work for you. So not saving the game, so it's just so much saving. The game is putting your capital, your money, your extra income to work for you so you can make more money with that. And a big part of that is understanding different vehicles that will give you the opportunity to make more money, to give you that freedom, to give you that time, and ultimately to increase your net worth. And the stock market is one way to do it. Owning your own business is one way to do it. Real estate, et cetera. There's so many different vehicles to do it. But within each vehicle, there's certain frameworks, best practices, and guides that you need to understand. And knowing where, who you are as a person and understanding the game that you want to play. And what I mean by this, maybe you're the kind of person that wants to be a passive investor that you know, you want to go to work nine to five, you want to have the weekend, you want to kind of chill out. And then you just want to get, you know, give your money to Wall Street and let them manage their money for you. And they're going to use a lot of the frameworks that I'm telling you right now. So a lot of everything I'm telling you stuff that you learn at Wall Street. This is stuff that I use when I was at Morgan Stanley in Merrill Lynch. And we would have a client come in, we even with the, you know, it didn't matter if they had 2 million, 100,000 or, or 50 million. It's the same step-by-step -step framework because the principles don't change. And you don't want cookie cutter shit, right? You, you want to get a nice suit that's made for your body, or if, if it's a female, a nice dress that's kind of made for you, that's made for your shit. You don't want to get something just straight off the rack that is made, you know, one size fits all, because that's not how the game works, especially in finance. And when you're competing with the big players out there, you know, they have their stuff down. And there's always strategy behind everything they do. So when they make these risky bets, they know exactly when they're getting in, when they're getting out, and for how long they're holding it, and what's a good entry point and what's a good exit point based off of formulas, simulations, etc. So when you go and you just buy something random, like without knowing anything about it, you, you know, you kind of look like a fool. So when you ask somebody, hey, is this, is this a good price point? Do you like this stock at this price or that? You know, you, nobody knows, not even the pros know. You know, they were wrong about the Bitcoin. They were wrong about the economy. There's, you know, another thing too is the, the stock market is much higher now because of where interest rates are. I mean, interest rates are low, so it forces people to take their savings out of the bank and put into the stock market. It's the only place where they could get what we would call yield, et cetera. So there's a lot of these different factors to kind of think about. But to simplify things and try not to overcomplicate it is 
get a framework down. Step one is understand your, your risk profile. So am I moderate? Am I conservative? Am I aggressive? Secondly is what is my time horizon? And the longer your time horizon, the higher amount of risk you, you should be willing to take with a company, with a stock, with your portfolio, et cetera. Because you have more time to go through the ups and downs and through different market cycles. The shorter the time, you know, if you're looking to retire in five years or if you, you may need the cash, then we would call that a shorter time horizon. So the more conservative the stock, the vehicle should be because you don't want it to go too far up or too far down because you, you will need the cash, either short period of time or whatever. So know the rules of the game. Step one is understand your risk profiles. Step two is understand the time horizon, when you're looking to get in, when you're looking to get out. On the next episode, I'm going to cover a different topic. There's going to be five different steps I'm trying to kind of build everybody up towards. So stay tuned and on to the next episode. You've reached the end of another episode of the Blacklist Co. Podcast. Connect with us at www.blacklist.co. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode.